So it is the end of 2018, but also the end of my decade of the 20s. And so I am just so excited to honestly kind of reflect over 2018 because I don't ever stop to do that. But I'm also a little nervous to do it because, uh, I don't know, it's anytime you are like thinking about the past, I'm one of the, I'm type seven on the Enneagram and I just don't want to overthink it. I don't want to like stay in the past and then not proceed in the future. And so then I get super weird. Anyway, this is my therapy session today, basically. <laughs> uh, so anyway, welcome back. It is Meathead Hippie Podcast. I'm Emily Schramm. For those of you who are new to me, I am just just doing my best to make the world a better place by teaching people about their body and fitness and nutrition and uh, empowering others to empower themselves because we don't, we don't got time to rely on others. Learn it for yourself. Did you like that? I just made that up. Dude, I totally... Oh, I had to move my mic away because I'm a bit of a mouth breather. <laughs> this so is Wade. Welcome, Wade. Emily's always like, shh. <laughs> you breathe through your nose, bro. He cannot get it past me when he has dairy. Let's just say that. <laughs> I had some nutritional yeast. <laughs> it made him a little stuffy. Uh, if you guys don't know Wade, Wade uh, and I, we have done three four podcasts together. He did a Q&A in the past and we talked about a lot more like adrenal gut health type stuff. He also did a um, podcast on fascial stretching. He is a fascial stretching therapist with him and his friend Ty, which is a great episode. And he also was episode number one. So if you want to hear, <laughs> if you want to hear the worst audio possible when we were at the, uh, we were in NTA, NTA conference in some, I don't even remember when. That was our first podcast. So anyway, welcome back, Wade. You have been officially voted by my Facebook group. Thank Empowered you. Empowered people Peeps. have spoken. The people have spoken, and you have been voted to answer or ask me these questions. Ooh. So we got questions, and it makes me a little nervous because, again, I just kind of move uh, like a hummingbird and go, go, go. But I do think, honestly, when I think about it, the, the amount of growth my businesses have, have had and the amount of growth I've personally had, it's been, the, it's been the biggest year ever. And those are tied into each other 100%. So I hope that comes out. And I think I always hesitate to answer questions on Q&A from other people because I'm going to let you pick the questions because only sometimes it's just um, I want you guys into my world as much as possible, but there's not really short answers to these because there's so much backstory. So if you haven't heard my backstory, like go do another podcast dig for a Q&A that I did just because I, it helps explain it a little bit more. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying that. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, it does. I get it. <laughs> People need to know the past to know where you're, you're present and where you're going in the future. Well, I just want people to understand, like, there's so if I if it comes off as this glamorous year, there's been a lot of effort in the back end. Sweat, blood. There's been a lot, tears. and this year has been re I've been really blessed this year. So I just that's my only hesitancy. Does that make sense? It's like, it's just. A Emily has been blessed, but here's the thing: like Emily always says, she's like, I'm blessed, and but. You see all these things, but you don't see her constant work ethic and the fact that she starts as soon as she wakes up and she's working until she goes to bed. She makes time for herself and she does do those things, but she works harder than anyone I know, for sure. Wade. Well, I'm just speaking the truth. I mean, because I work for her and sometimes I'm like, could we just work less? Maybe <laughs> like, I would rather, I'd like to work less sometimes, you know? 
Oh, man. But she's the boss, so you got to work when she's ready to work. <laughs> I'm always ready to work. Well, we have Mezcal Gem and Bolt, which is my absolute favorite. Mezcal Artesanal. I am not sponsored, but I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to be. And <laughs> put some lime in it. If you don't know Mezcal, go to the store right now and buy it. It is my favorite, cleanest alcohol that you can have. Wait, do you have the first question? Oh, I did in my head. I was like, oh, I'm going to ask her this. But I am going to ask you this. Okay. Because I don't know. We were just talking about how much you work and because you hustle and you enjoy the passion and all these things. But how do you, what do you think gives you the ability to like, Emily will give me a task to do, I don't know, like write some certain email or do some sort of like outreach or whatever. What do you think gives you the ability to execute tasks mm -hmm. in such like a timely, like efficient, quick manner? Because it's not like necessarily an organization thing, but it's just like the fact that you're like, and you can just do fast or tasks at a high click. Man, well, I think if anything, that's kind of why I've been successful, right? Like being able to take action on things. And I was saying something recently in a podcast I did with Lionheart Radio where I was like, holy shit, when you think of the ability to, you work on your own and you work for yourself, but then you also have to include other people. The, the main criteria when I was starting to build a team was for them to have understanding of at that point, there was no organization or foresight. It was all, this is how it feels. And as an empath, if we don't execute on this now, it will not be successful. Because if I try to launch it in two months and I don't feel it, it won't be successful. So I think it's the sense of urgency as an empath and as an entrepreneur and as somebody that just absolutely loves to be moving. If I can figure out how quickly can I put this together where my feelings of absolute, I have to get this out into the world right now, are still there. If it's not there, then that's seen. And so if you're trying to launch a program like the gut challenge that I just ran, I want to help people with digestion. But it's not that I am always fired up about digestion. If I was, I would be running it all the time. And I can easily get into it if I see that there's a need for it. But if I don't hear people asking me for digestion help, then there's no purpose, right? So if all of a sudden I see in my Facebook group, everyone has digestion issues, it fired me up. I knew that if we didn't launch this program, I would not I would no longer be wanting to help put this out in the world. And I just, you have to do it. It's like now, then, and then it, it ends up translating into what it is. It's not a sales pitch. It's, I am desperate to help you because if you know this information, it'll change your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's, That's your answer. That's Final my answer. answer. I think it's answer. because as an empath, I am, a, I'm, I have to act on the feeling that I have in that moment. It's, it feels like it's going to explode out of me if I don't do it. And if I, it's kind of interesting because now we're finally at the point where we have a team meeting for Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 with five people in the room and everyone knows how I am. If I think of an idea, I want it done in two days. And then we were on a call and I was like, okay, what we need to do is put together a cookbook. I think we need to put together a cookbook for people that are in my community and help gather recipes for others to enjoy. And I was, they were like, oh, that's a great idea. Okay, so when do you want it? And everyone's holding their breath. And I was like, oh, we could do that. We could launch that in March. And every single person looked at me like I was and a nut job. <sighs> they were so glad. They were like, oh, 
we can totally do that. So yeah. it's good because when I see them do better with more time, it makes me able to plan a little bit more. But that's more of a business side that is developing than it is anything else. Oh, all right. Next question. Okay. So then this like makes me think about this. So the fact, and I know that I'm just around you all the time. People always ask like, ask you what you do. And then you say that it's long, like laundry lists of different things that you do and the different hats that you wear. Do you think that doing multiple companies and multiple like jobs, does that help you in in any individual one? Like if I'm like in super into impact and then when I'm with T, does that take away from impact or does that help feed your creativity when you go back to impact? That's a great question. Not impact. That's okay. Well, so for those listening, the laundry list, just so you have some point of reference, and I know it's ridiculous. It, it, it's I started off um, with what I call MFIT, MFIT Challenges and Strength Programs, which turned into Evolved Motion, which is a backpack turn weight training bag, which turned into a herbal tea company, Element Tea, which also produced um, the Body Awareness Project, which is an educational course plus box of essentials, which then, holy shit, I had four things online. I needed something in person, and I also was desperate to have a home base and the gym just opened three months ago. So every time I'm at an event for tea, I am just flabbergasted still and surprised at the, the energy I get as an extrovert from people learning about the tea and how that fuels me for being, holy shit, I am obsessed with this. If I ever doubt what I'm doing, I need to be put into a position to teach people at an event. And then I always think, okay, well, maybe it's the tea that's going to be the thing. And then I go back to the gym. I, I land back in Denver and someone walks into the gym and says, hey, I heard about your MPAC. Can you tell me about the MPAC? And then I'm like, you know, it's a backpack that converts to a weight training bag so you can travel wherever you go. And I, you know what? Sometimes it becomes jaded because you're just like, you say it so many times and it's your idea and you're so passionate about it, but there's times where you're like, it's a fight. No matter what, you are always fighting to get your product out there to more and more people and you doubt it. You're like, is this a stupid idea? Like when I was going to be on Shark Tank and like started really doubting, like, oh my God, this is a, this is a backpack with water tubes. And I was just like (laughs) weeping, like, what is this? This is so stupid. And deep down, I know that it's a great idea. I know that I'm so proud of it and I, and I, what it represents, but the doubt still exists. And so then I tell people this and then I'm like, that's a fucking amazing idea. Like, I can't wait to go to the beach this weekend for my birthday and use it because I haven't been using it in cold-ass Denver the way it's supposed to be used in warm winters and springs and falls and on the beach because there's nothing I love more than working out outside. My acupuncture today, she totally goes, she doesn't even know. Guys, I went to acupuncture finally. This lady's awesome. She, like, checks your pulse and then looks at your eyes, and then she was like, what did she say? She goes, without even looking at me, kind of like, looking at my face was like, you must, you work out a lot. And I was like, yes. And she's like, she's looking at her traps. You need, no, <laughs> fully clothed and bundled. <laughs> she goes, you need to work out outside. Open your heart to the sunshine. I was like, fuck, I need an impact workout so bad in my life. <laughs> but anyway, that's when I'm like, yes, this is just as passionate. I'm passionate about this just as much when I see people work out with it as I am 
Yeah. Teaching people about herbs. And so I think for my personality, I need multiple things. I've always had more than one job. Even when I was like 15, you know, having going from place to place, it just keeps my mind challenged. But I think more than anything, what your question really was asking, the thing I thought first is that with so many balls in the air. Does it feed them? It feeds them because you you are, I am such a competitive human that I refuse to drop any of those balls. That I will make sure that if I focus on one, there's backup with a team member or with something in the works for every single other one that isn't currently in my hand. And so it kind of, it challenges me. I mean, it's just a constant, constant challenge, which also can be really exhausting at times but you know you know how i am i if i don't do it you always say this yeah she'll go crazy (laughs) was that it yeah i was like is that all right to say yeah it is and i don't know why i get like that oh it is true i feel like you have more energy the more things that you're doing it's true i mean it really is like the past two days i mean you've had back-to-back meetings nonstop. i mean and here we are it's I don't know what time it is. It's like almost eight, and we're reporting a podcast. We're still going strong. I know, and I feel so energized. It's like you know, wait, you wait, you know what? You what? have done the past few days, though. You've also taken some time for yourself. I really have. I mean, he's giving me the dad eye right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying it's yesterday. Important. I did this crazy Isba spa which they beat you up with oak leaves and you sit in a banya, which is a sauna. I posted about it if you're curious. And then I did um, a, what it, was it today? Acupuncture. And I did had my therapist appointment, new yeah. therapist. But it was like one of those, it was, <laughs> it was one of those uh, need to have before I turn 30 things. I just felt like I need to take care of myself. But yes, I oh, do feel. Oh, birthday present you got for yourself. What's my birthday present? Oh, I'm changing my car. I I have a Forerunner, which I it's a 2010 black Forerunner, which is kind of like a mom car. I mean, I don't think so. It's it's like right before it got cool, (laughs) you know. It was cool before that too. Yeah, 2010. (laughs) It was the only (laughs) only year of the Forerunner that they decided. But I don't care. I mean, it's the first nice car I've had. I I love it. But I finally was like, you know, I'm not like proud of it like it's not an emily car like what's a emily car is a 1974 bronco so until that ever happens which is like gonna happen you know i don't know it's like my four-year goal <laughs> three three and a half then i think <laughs> this i was like let's just get a lift on my forerunner and make it more less mom more m more M-O-5. and i don't mean mom all my moms out there you guys are all badasses you guys know what i mean yeah moms that you, a car that you would approve of uh what i was gonna say though I've talked about this before, is maybe not as much as the self-care, but feeling like you have limitless energy, a huge component of that. Well, one, obviously it's not forever. So I know in my head I have, on Friday I go to the beach. So there's that's part of it. But the, also the other thing is when you do things that f- truly fuel you, not that you think you should do, no ego attached, and also being really smart with the workouts for the amount of workload that you have, you can leave and finish the day feeling actually okay. And if not content, and I've noticed that a lot, like anytime I do one thing that kind of feels energy sucking or I'm around a human that it just isn't a great human, whatever that is, does that make sense? 
good. He's got the good human sweatshirt. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm a good human. You are a good human. I think it's just interesting because um, it, I just feel like you just have to be smart in every conversation, email, et cetera, every thought that you have in your head. It all it all takes energy or gives energy, and the sooner you realize that, the less bullshit you'll have in your life. I mean, I say that, but I still have a lot of bullshit to do. But you're getting better. Yeah, yeah. We're all getting better. Totally. Okay, so I'm gonna teach you something. All when right, you, wait. When you move it, grab right here so it doesn't make crazy noises. There you go. Do you guys listen to Joe Rogan? Because I know that Emily does, and I do all the time. <laughs> and he's, like, always, like, bashing. He's, like, a little closer. He's, like, keep that about a fist away from your mouth when he, he, with all his guests. Yeah. He's, and he's, I'm totally just effing it up yeah, right now. You are. You would be fired I'm from the so Joe I'm so aggressive. He'd be, like, leave the room. You're done. <laughs> You're not allowed. Stop touching Leave your Emily in the room. You can leave. <laughs> uh, God, that's on the list. Joe Rogan. Okay. What other questions do you have for me? Oh. What was that? Oh, I have a good one. Okay. I was thinking. So now I was like, I just want to stay in this line of business and multiple businesses where my line, line of thinking is going. So you have like an online business that just operates straight up online, right? Yeah. You have like tangible product now that you that you sell with T's and impacts and Nomad, sorry, Nomad. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then now you have like just a brick and mortar style place. Mm. What have been like what like challenges have you faced? Like which one do you I know you probably all like obviously you all are passionate about all of them and love all of them. Which like things do you really embrace? Which things like are you like I like this better than that in this realm mm. or whatnot? Good question. When I think about the differences of uh, kind of the each business, but then also how they're all evolving together, one of the first things that I want to say is like the difference when I decided to create a brick and mortar and knowing that it was right and knowing that it had to happen and how it kind of manifested itself and it's become such a beautiful, amazing home for so many people and for myself when I think of it, I think in my head, I was like, I know the challenges. I've been a head coach. I've been in gyms for eight, nine years. So I, I know the struggle that they have. And so I guess in my head, I was kind of ex expecting more turbulence. I was expecting more fight. I was expecting more energy draining. And for the first month of the gym, I, I was like, I have to be there. I need to, I need to be this and this certain type of person because now I have a brick and mortar and I had to let all that shit go because one making communities in brick and mortar, brick and mortars or in a location is so much easier than it is to make a community online. And I know that sounds, you know, whether whether you're online or in person, that was my biggest surprise. I don't say that's for everybody, but for I worked so backwards. Most people start with it in on, an in-person place and then it grows potentially to online, potentially to multiple locations. So I just feel really lucky that that completely was switched for me. The online community was my first it was in person that quickly went online. And then online turned into more online, turned into product, turned to, into we need a place for it to stay. So I, I am really now obsessed with 
this organic ability to create connection and no more forced bullshit. It is, it has cut all fake ties with what online community quote, quote should be, because I know now what it should feel like. And if it doesn't feel effortless, if it doesn't feel like you're a magnet to the right people, everyone says this in our gym. Yeah. The people, the tribe, the energy, the energy feels good. And it's not just because I burned the shit out of Palo Santo. In no, the, it, you know, you created it. And so you did you. And it. so did the trainers. And so, you know, every single person that had a part in it is so did Ernie. Right. So it's yeah. like it's such a huge, cool thing to see because it makes you realize how much other shit when you look on social media, especially people that want to talk about business how full of shit they are. And I don't, I'm, I know people are doing good work, but it makes you realize most people are forcing something. And when you realize if you're forcing it, it's not going to ever produce the results that you want yeah. and that the right things come if the heart is in the right place and the, and the pieces are there and you're ready to work, it happens. And you're authentic and just raw. Yeah. You just got to be like, you know, and I hope I've, I don't know if I showed enough of the, the bad, you know, like I was saying in the beginning, it, I opened a gym this year. I had great, um, like I finally hit my sales goals for the first time, you know, and it's just so cool to be able to say, you know, my goal was to make a million dollars in product. And I did that. And that's, that's in insane to me that it's, but it's also not because again, it was a magnet. It was like, I put this out there and I knew my intentions and then I had the team to build it and then we did mm. it's kind of crazy though i was gonna ask you so just you went back and you talked about like people online and, and your message and and being authentic and then create and then those surroundings will just happen do you think there was like a point where you like quit necessarily trying to you know tell people what you thought they wanted to hear mm -hmm. and switched over to like I'm going to tell people what I want them to know or what they should know. Yes. Or what they need to know. Well, there's a training comment that you actually taught me as a boss. What? I know. So one of those, stop touching your mic. <laughs> um, as a boss at 24 Hour Fitness, they taught you as a trainer, you don't do what you, you don't give the client what they think or what you think they need. You give them the, what they want and then you give them what they need. You did teach me that. I know. So it's one of those things that it's like you always kind of know as much as you know the right answers, they come to you no matter who they are, no matter who you guys are listening. There is something that brought you to this podcast. There is something that brought you to my challenge or my Facebook group. And I, I'm so grateful for that because that's an energy thing. But before I really understood that, there were so many times where I was like, if I, you know, it's almost like I wanted to be so loud. I wanted to make sure, especially after being on reality TV, starting at 20 and then 21, 22, 23, you know, you're young, eager, ready to go person, human in this earth. And you're like, I have to now prove to people that I am so much fucking smarter than a reality TV star, right? That's something that I've always had to butt heads with because no matter what, even though it attracted so many good humans that are probably listening to this, there's a lot of bad that it attracts too. People that don't understand where you come from, they don't understand 
that you're more than just a TV character. And for some reason, I let that get to me. And it's just like, you know, my anybody that does acting after reality TV, they say it's a, it's the hardest ground to break because it's saying, okay, I was on reality TV and now I'm trying to make a career and nobody takes you seriously. So it's just similar to the same thing. And uh, I think for me, it was, I was loud. I was loud. I was loud. I see it on Instagram all the time. People are so fucking loud. I am so masculine. I'm this way. This is how I get there. I'm so determined. And I'm just, I get that you feel that you need to say that, but maybe you don't. Maybe you just need to, you know, my favorite quote is a lion has softened his roar since birth. And it, it's like, I don't even know if that's true, <laughs> but it's like, you want, you don't need to prove that you're a lion. You're fucking, if you want to roar, you can, but they look at you and they know. And as soon as you understand that, it's how you walk into a room. It's how you carry yourself. It's how you shake people's hands. It's how you look people in the eye. It's it's all how you feel about who you are. When you start to see yourself as the lion or the dragon or whatever alpha animal, whatever alpha animal you want to be, um, then others start to see you as that without you having to say it. And the softer I got, the louder I became. And I think that's the most powerful thing that I shifted probably two years ago. And I'm curious if anyone listening who's followed me for a while maybe noticed that. Maybe not, you know, and that's like the internal work. It's There's always so much to be done. But at the same time, when I realized that if I ever had to prove myself to somebody or say that I was X, Y, or Z, they weren't worth it because they weren't going to get it. If they hadn't gotten it yet, they would eventually get it or they never would. And that's not my job to change that. It's to find the next person who sees it. Did I answer your question? Wow, you're like just motivating me right now. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> Get me all Let's fired up. Ms. Ms. Kiel. I know, I about finished my drink already. All right, what's my next question? Oh, so. Uh, <laughs> Griff gave up. I'm just shooting from the hip here. I was supposed to ask this question. I'm going to go back to him, but. Right now, I'm just in this, I like uh, these. These are great. Okay. Good job. So here's a question I had, or somebody asked me the other day. It was like, how have you been able to, like, grow everything and just, like, oh, you because you, you are big on social media. Um, but here's the thing is, like, Emily has been able to grow her social media before there were, like, self-help books and all these things. And there's uh, now I see all these people have all these other avenues that like help them build their social Uh, media and they pay for ways to build their social media. What do you think is like made you like so good at like, you just know like these things innately that will help grow your social media or like just help. Yeah. I mean, not that that's like a primary focus for you, but it kind of, I mean like it's ultimately it's to reach more people. Right. I want to know that it's getting to more people because I demand depth in a way that I don't think a lot of people do. And that means that my Instagram will never look cookie cutter. I will never filter. I will always make sure that even though I'm not going to post some a, a horrible picture of me, like I definitely have a good side and a bad side, I still am as real as I can because I also, I, honestly, the, the root of that answer is that I want to sell or I don't even want to sell. I want to talk to the people that are me. 
And what do I like? I don't like filters. I don't like cookie cutter bullshit. I unfollow people that have too much of a system. I unfollow people that use emotion and pain and grief in order to get attention. I can see through fakeness. I mean, you know I can spot that shit from a mile away. If anybody is trying to do something that's not authentic or using a situation in order to get, like, you can just tell. And I hate it so much. And the only thing that I know to do is instead of just saying, I hate that. I don't like the way that feels. I hate that this world is like that. I hate that it's superficial and that there's not people that are demanding depth, that there are only those that want to see asses and abs and that's all they care about. What can I do to change it? Just be the change. Don't worry about it. Don't focus on it. Put your eyes on your lane. Do exactly what you would want to be seen. And I've done that since day one. I want to be able to say, here's some good foods. Here's some, here's some fun ways that you can work out. Here's honestly, like hopefully, and I w- I should probably do more business stuff, but I honestly don't even know how, because when I'm in the, in the shit, like today, we just go bam, 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 meeting, 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 like going crazy. I don't even know how to explain that except to talk about it. So I don't really know how to express that as much. If you guys have ideas of what you want to see, then tell me. But I think that's my answer. I mean, I think it's hard um, just knowing you so well. And a lot of times people ask you for like, what advice would you give somebody starting out? And what advice would you like if you're unsure of something? I mean, like people just ask you for business advice all the time. And I I know you obviously really well, and I feel like you're not like most humans, you know. So it's like the advice that what you went through and the way that you've been able to mm-hmm. overcome things, meet obstacles, like you've never looked for advice because you've just created solutions. Yeah, I don't I don't like you know. Yeah, my response to that I don't like advice. I actually avoid certain books that I feel like will change my perspective because what I'm doing is working. And I will. I want advice from certain people like Seth Godin. I want advice from people um, like Design Matters and those podcasts, how he built it. I want that type of advice in my ears because it's motivational. But I, at the same time, I don't do very well with um, – how to get how to get more followers, how to grow your following because you you just honestly do what you do best. You help people, you make it accessible, you say it in a way that makes sense and you do it every day. You just keep doing it. And so when people ask for advice, um I I respect it because I get that they're just one I ask for questions sometimes and that's an that's a question. I open yeah. the door, they ask it. But uh the advice I would give is that you know so why are we on social media commenting when we could be doing maybe something that would be, I think we just spend way too much time worrying about doing the right thing and seeing other people doing the right thing, getting too much noise in our head, which is what my don't overthink it programs about on January 7th, that you just don't ever say, holy shit, I got it. I know what to do. I just, you just do it. And so I think everyone could absolutely find what their lane is and do it. I do think having five is a little excessive, (laughs) but I don't think everyone needs that or should have that. Uh, But that's because, that's because I just think if I don't put these products out there, there, I'm not, I'm not doing the world a service because I truly believe they're meant for me to put out in the world. So it's just more of like, 
It's just straight passion. If you don't have that for what you're doing and you're doing it because of ego, then walk the fuck away. If you have ego in this game, you need to let it go if you want to grow or you need to understand that you're not in this for the right reason. There has never been a, re a need for me to see myself in a certain light from people. I think that's the biggest thing. Why do you want to grow your social media following? Why? Does it validate you as a human? Does it make you feel better? Or is it because you have something that you really think will help and you believe that 100% and you've seen it help and you want to keep getting it out to people? And that's that. I think that's the biggest issue. So I have something like with that because I obviously I'm at the gym. I'm around people all the time. Mm -hmm. And everyone that I encounter is like, oh, I'm so passionate about fitness. Like uh, this is my passion. Mm-hmm. First off, I just feel like physical activity should be everyone's passion. <laughs> like everyone, like like oh, it's like everyone's like it's changed my life, and uh, and I'm not don't want to take away from any of those people, but like it should have changed everyone's life. Like it's changed my life. Yeah, it's anyone that that is devoted to being healthy and being physically active. It's obviously changed everyone's life. It really does. You know, mm -hmm. like it, and it and it should. So. I guess my question more is like, so I hear, I hear that word passion a lot. So what does mm. being passionate about something mean to you? Like, what does that mean when you say that you're passionate about something? Because I just hear that so so often. These are so good. I love that you're just, he hasn't even gotten to the Q&A. Um, these are all weights. Uh, so passion to me is, it's a feeling. It's a, um, I if I just sit in it, and I've had a lot of sh work done today, so I feel like I can get into this place. So I'm not always like this. But therapy and acupuncture might do this to you. Oh, by the way, acupuncture. So I've never had it before. And I told you a little bit about it. But she puts needles in you, and then you she walks out the room. She goes, okay, be back in 30 minutes. I was like, oh, my God. I was not mentally prepared <laughs> to be alone in she this weird room. Did you think about anything or no, what? I just, just like hung out? I just laid there with needles in my, I was like, no music. Where were they? It, it, so I had one in my right hip, one in my gallbladder, one on my right quad, one on my left, and one in my, it was crazy. So you like couldn't move. You can't move. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is like. That's Emily's like <laughs> hell. <laughs> what? I just laughed because the whole time she's like, no phone, you nothing you're so to do. tired. You're so stressed. Let's release it. And so then I was like, well, I can't say I have an appointment at 1130. Can I be done? Because that's like a fuck you to an acupuncturist. Like, I'm here to get help. Get help. Realize that your shit, your path is the reason you're stressed is because you're running around like a nut job and not able to sit still for 30 minutes. So I did it today. So that's probably why I'm about to feel this. All right, everyone, wherever you are, unless you're driving, close your eyes. And think of the word passion. And I immediately, well, this I think of like fire. I think of lava. I think of <laughs> my new impact, actually, because that's what I, but I think of something so, like when you're in pitch black and there's no way out and you are stuck and you're confused and you feel like everything is against you and the weight is on your shoulders and you feel like you're going to suffocate. Passion is the light at the end of the tunnel. That tiny little thing where you're like, whoosh, you're focused, you're focused in. There's nothing else you can see, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. That is, to me, everything that I'm passionate about, that's what it feels like. And it's something that I think we might say we're passionate about something, and I love when we care about something, we love it. 
but there's a thing, a light at the end of the tunnel for every single human in the world. There's nobody that doesn't have the capacity to have passion. And I think it could be fitness. It could be food. It could be helping people. I think ultimately it's the passion comes when there's purpose, which is helping people because it's those two combined and fitness and nutrition is an easy way to do it, which is why it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. It's just saying, how can I help somebody in a very purposeful way? Changing someone's food and changing someone's fitness routine, bam, you got it's a very real way. You got the light at the end of the tunnel and you see that light and you can't unsee it. So do I think that there's a, a surplus of humans trying to make this now their career? Yeah. But it's just because right now it's kind of this general fitness nutrition thing. And I think successful people will come out on top when they niche it down. They say, this is the person that I want to help with mindfulness, somebody that went through trauma, somebody that's a mom, somebody that has to work at home um, and maybe doesn't have time to do X, Y, Z. You know, there's got to be, and that's what products can be really fun at, product development. Some of you have heard me. I really, I one day will have my own angel investing firm that I can be able to help others with product development. If you want to start sending me emails with them, maybe we'll just start it now. <laughs> because I seriously, I just, I am, products to me, it's like that movie Joy with the mop that squeezes itself. There's something really beautiful about a product because it's no longer making your brand your face. And that's, that's what I don't want people to keep doing. It's fine, but it's not long-term. Yeah. And I think it's also, it will put way too much pressure on the individual to always perform a certain way or look a certain way or be a certain way. And then all of a sudden we're no longer who we are or authentic. I remember that was like big for you when we went to, we started going to different expos with the impact and it was just to different audiences that have no idea who Emily is or anything mm -hmm. like that. Or I would go work expos and sell them by myself, sell impacts and people just buy that product because it's a badass product. It's really, they're like, what? Yeah. They're like, are you the creator? I'm like, no, but she's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah. cool. I was like, that's her on the banner. But the fact that like, I remember that was huge. Cause it was like, this is just, it's just a badass product. It's not you. It's that product that you created yeah. and in your vision. Totally. And I got addicted to it. That's the moment I got addicted to it is that I realized that I no longer had to be the face of the brand. I knew that I could create something that I would never have somebody say, you sold this because of X, Y, Z. You were on reality TV because you're a girl, because you're, you know, all whatever. these labels. All these labels that is totally fine for, God, Griff is cuddling with Wade so hard right now. Um, all these labels, and for, I know I shouldn't have cared about that, and I still shouldn't care about that. Yeah, but it's hard. But I, it definitely was a huge piece of my need to push for something bigger than MFIT and MFIT challenges. And outside of you. Yeah, and maybe I was asking for it before the idea came. Maybe deep down I was looking for something that could be that, even though it was on a subconscious level. You know, the impact, the idea came just traveling and not having a way to work out. And so I think if you ask for it, maybe it was this, I mean, I don't know. I definitely don't remember asking for it, so I can't say that. But it's pretty cool to see that, what it's turned into, being able to do that. And 
what it will turn into for 2019. And that's what the most exciting part is, is like you create something and then there is no stopping. I, as soon as I, we launch new products, new colors, amazing. We know you, we have a game plan for marketing and strategy and promotion, but I'm already actually on my third, fourth, fifth product for next year. So it's like, you, you just don't, it, I think that's also a lesson in and of itself, whether it's your natural personality or something you want to learn, you got to like quickly be ready for the next. I, I have like a very, I'm very blessed with this, this intuition and also foresight for what I need in 11 months or 12 months, even though on paper that doesn't seem the case. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, I don't think like that, but it makes sense that you do. Yeah, like I, I, you know, this is exciting. I'm going to figure out, and I think this is just a good lesson. I'm just saying this stuff so that people understand how to keep evolving. Is like you guys see the launch of the product, but it takes about 10 months to make that happen. And so then you look and you say, okay, well, if I have teas, they're going great. They're growing. Awesome. You can be satisfied with that. It's just like your workout routine, in all honesty. You can be satisfied with that. Or you can say, what do I want next in order to keep that growth? I want my, I want an, I want the, these in Whole Foods. You go into Whole Foods, you look at the tea line. It's overwhelming. There's so much. Nobody would see my spirit animals. Nobody would know what the hell each herb does. That's the most important thing. The most Nobody important thing. Nobody would see the spirit <laughs> <Yep>. animals. <laughs> so then I sit, I stand in the Whole Foods tea aisle. And I like take a picture mentally and like, okay, do you see yourself here? Because walk away if you don't see yourself here. And I didn't. So I walked away. And four months later, stood in the Whole Foods aisle and I stood there. Do you see yourself here? Fuck yes, I see myself here. What the <laughs> fuck are these other teas doing? This is such <laughs> bullshit. They're oh overpriced teas. <laughs> you, <laughs> I was not even ready for that. Oh my gosh, that got. So I'm weird. sorry, but seriously, it just was a just different. I did too. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, yes, I see it. I get it, and now I know how I can get there. And it's not by being on the tea shelf. It's being by. It's being in the bottled product shelf. Make yourself different. Be the first herbal tincture type product. I, I don't even want to say anything more because I need everyone to yeah. sign an NDA. But it's going to be amazing, and I just cannot wait because it's like that's my end. And I don't, you know, whether what whatever timeline it is, it'll happen in its own pace because I have I see the light. I know exactly the vision and the purpose. Um, I, I can't get over how much herbs have changed my body and my life and how quickly I respond to them, especially when you clean out that other shit. You clean up your diet and you'll start understanding the power of herbs. I think people don't understand herbs because they're so clouded yeah. by sugar and sodas and toxins and for sure gluten or whether you're gluten free or not. Like we have so much processed food in our diet. That is number one. If you want to raise your intuition, get that shit out of your diet. Yeah. Why quit isn't fogging, there a book on that? Quit fogging up that. Is that a, brain. is there a, does somebody have a program on this? I don't know. Let's calm down because we're already I know, about we're capped out. Comedies. We're totally Let's capped out. Even. You're right. Okay. Oh, I have two questions. Oh, good. Or feedback. Or like a, like I told, did I tell you um, my Facebook group? I told them I finally figured out my love language. It's not touch or words or ask acts of sir it's so the number one is number six i made it up it's asking me questions 
<laughs> no, this is true. So ever since I've known Emily, which is like eight years now. Nine. I think nine. No, eight. Eight? Nine? Okay. A while. But it, we, I mean, we've always like driven to the mountains together and everything. And Emily's always like, there's no radio or anything. She wants to ask questions the whole time. And like, sometimes I'm like so down. Sometimes I'm like, can we just listen to music? <laughs> but she, you know, she just wants to ask questions and it's great. I love it. And it's, there's it's not crazy. enough people in the world. And I asking. still learn stuff. Like, just turn off your TVs, put down your cell phones, and talk to the person next ask to you. Ask them a question. You're so good at that. Yeah. All right, you got two questions. Oh, two. Qu oh, so well, one was like when we were talking about one was pour me some more mezcal. Oh, got it. Sorry. Two is so you talked about passion, and that was like an awesome visual because I just closed my eyes and I forgot that they were closed for a while, but. <laughs> You talked about the light in the tunnel. So, one, when you work towards these things, does that light become brighter? Ooh. So, like, do Pour you see it? Pour me some mezcal now. Absolutely. Is it like, like sake? You it's can't. like sake. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, I felt like. That I deter. So yeah, there you go. That's one. And then. Let's start there. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, do you want to write it down just in case you forget? No, I got. I'm a steel trap, guys. Okay, so. <laughs> That's a fantastic question because I I would say the light never gets closer. I'm <laughs> what? Man, I almost I'm not going to lie. I was like hoping because I was like, I was envisioning a train and I was like going through or. No, like, oh. I'm sorry. I, d I think that you, what you can, uh, the, this is the best analogy that I have. Um, let's say that it's like a tunnel and it's like a campfire at the end, or it's just a campfire that's really, really far away. I think the best way to explain it is that maybe the wind blows and you smell it, um. or maybe you get some heat from it occasionally. And I, I think the, how my brain works is that as soon as I could, I could totally get close. I could totally be there it, but my goals never stopped so it's like as soon as I hit something I want 10 more and I actually kind of got fucked up from a movie recently what movie was it it was a movie on the 90s and they were interviewing somebody and I can't remember what it was it was like you know when there was like a huge I wish I was better at band I wish I was better at pop culture. This guy was getting interviewed. He's like, it's crazy. You know, we, we sold, we got our, we were so stoked. We got our, our song played 60 times on the radio and we were so happy. And now it's pay, playing 6 million times on the radio. And I've never been more unhappy in my life. And I was like, holy shit, that's Dang. real. And you see it in every single person unless they work on themselves like crazy and set serious boundaries successful humans they are this they're the same it doesn't matter what how close you get or how close you think you're going to get it's always it always pushes back because that's who we are that's how I am I think there's part of me that wishes I could just sit at the fucking fire and just get warm but I know that's not who I am and I it never has been and I um because you don't like s'mores? You don't want to make any s'mores? S'mores were the food that when I first went 
Oh, yeah, when she first went hardcore paleo, <laughs> she went, like, on this camping trip with a bunch of bros <laughs> and snowboarder peeps, and then she ate s'mores. And then I died. <laughs> it was my body. Repul- it was horrible. If you've ever gone on a really clean diet, and you, you already know That's what it's like. That's the problem. Like, now it's like, I want – people are like, oh, you don't want to eat this? I'm like – really one i don't but like every once in a while you're like kind of but then i think of like what it's gonna do to my body and how horrible i'm gonna feel and how unproductive i'm gonna be i'm like you know what that's just absolutely not worth it for me at this point well i think that's almost more brain related than gut related you know yeah for sure it's definitely tied in brain and gut and nervous system they're connected but one thing that i think is really important to understand is that a healthy gut biome, um, if you're able to, there's certain probiotics that help with gluten and dairy digestion, right? So uh, making sure we have a good gut in general, if we do have those to be able to work through them well. But I think for us, since we've had a lot of concussions and we're just hypersensitive and high energy and hyper-driven, it tends to like we can tell any, we're intuitive. We can tell any deviance. And so that's just not worth it because we have to perform at a certain level. Maybe. Maybe. My bear. Okay, what's your second question? Well, I'm still dealing with the fire. There's no, the I know. Toilet. I'm sorry. But it's true. It's it's just when I look at, am I, clo- am I proud? Yes. Am I, you know, the last 20 years, when I was 20, I went on to real world. That's, that was the most, the outside, well, you know, maybe it wasn't the most. I left a cult when I was 13. So there was, there's always, every decade has, so thus far, has had a big moment. And the big moment for a real world, it's not that I was on TV, it's that it took me from this job that I thought I was going to always have. I I refused to maybe give myself permission to say no to being a veterinarian and letting that go if I, this wouldn't have happened because I was stubborn and I was going to make it work yeah. and I was going to be depressed and sad and it just was what it was. So I don't know where I would have ended up if I wouldn't have had that stop and say, you have to take a semester off if you want to do this. And I said, yes. And so that ultimately made the decision for me. And I'm so grateful for that because it allowed me to go on this journey where I ended up finding out what I wanted to do. So that's what's hard is like, it's crazy how, like, life kind of makes some of those decisions for you. Always. It's like, I mean, even me just moving out here, and it, it, I was just, like, I was driving back home from Kansas City, and I was, like, for Christmas, and I was just thinking, I was, like, I don't want to, like, spend the rest of the I love Kansas City. Don't get me wrong, people from KC. <laughs> Go Chiefs. But it's, like, I was, like, I want to be in the mountains. Like, I want to get out of there so i just decided to move and i have like another best friend that had some crazy things happen in college where he got in some trouble and he was on one path to do one thing and then now he's doing something else completely different and his life is way better for it wow so it's kind of crazy it is it works it's just like the moon cycle remember the phases of the entrepreneur shirt i made yeah but it's for everything yeah it's our it's our life we have high highs, we have low lows, we think the low lows are never going to end, and then all of a sudden, four years later, you're like, oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad that happened. I'm so glad that happened, and we forget it every time. We're so, 
we're such, we're slow learners. So anytime that shit hits the fan, I'm like, all right, what's, what is this teaching me? Let's fucking go. Mm. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. Next question. Okay. It's okay. Um, so, uh, I was going to ask, so you're talking about one, you were like being super strategic when you were saying like you plan ahead. Now you go Q1, Q2, Q3. But I'm just talking pretty much like in general, your mind is constantly going and you're constantly thinking of steps ahead mm -hmm. of everything. So, and I'm the complete opposite where I'm just like always just very moment. right here where I'm at. He's a jellyfish. Right like I should be more thinking about the future. Like that's, I kind of have like the opposite thing where I'm like, dude, I got to think about the future more. I'm too mm -hmm. present. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do you handle that? Like, how do you, because I know that you're maybe taking steps now to be more present. Where do you find that balance? Where is being too present unproductive, do you think? Where do you think is being too reflective unproductive? I'm never present. I mean, I am. Okay, so let me tell them the Harry Potter story. You're present right now. I am. You're right. Okay, so if I'm talking to people that I really care about or that somebody's stimulating me, I'm all in. And that's any client that I encounter, any person that I meet, any trainer that I like, or any trainee that come, you know, people can put me in the moment really easily. So that's number one for me being around people, because if not, then I'm always out of, I'm out, I'm out. And this is partly the Enneagram seven. This is who I am. I, you know, you talk in therapy and you figure out it's ultimately how you maybe coped, but it's, you know, I was the youngest child. I, and I, I just always was like, this, I just don't want to sit still. I'm, and I think I came out in the world that way. And then maybe it was amplified by certain things. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe That's just, what your mom says. Your mom's like, well, with Amy, I did this. And with Michelle, I did this. But Emily, I can't take any credit for her. She just came out being <laughs> like she is. That's exactly what. Stacy says, Mama Shrom. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Mama. I know you're listening. Um, I love you. So I think I just, uh, I it's my biggest struggle because it's like the fire, if the fire never feels closer, you can kind of go mad. You can kind of say, okay, well, why is it not closer? Well, because the fire keeps going further away and not because you are at fault. It's because um, you change the goals. But in the moment, you don't realize that. You you say, what is wrong with me? Why can't I get there? What did I do wrong? What can I do better? How can I be better? I mean, that's just a constant battle. And so that's just who I am. I want, I want to be the best at what I do. And unfortunately, I don't just do one thing. So it constantly is in, in my mind. But that being said, since it is so intertwined, and this is why I'm so grateful, I, I wouldn't be a human if it didn't have the the passion and purpose and the type of help that it is for people, the productivity, that's what refeeds me. And so I'm able to continue to do that because it's ultimately driven out of, I'm, I want to teach people. So I guess my biggest thing with being present and what that looks like, it's people, it's being aware that that's who I am, that I tend to have a hard time with that and not judging it and just saying that's that's how it is. Uh, it's also catching myself in moments where I try to distract myself or I'm just bored and so then I look for things to do. Like why don't, what am I looking for? And then all of a sudden I start seeing the most beautiful things. And so what I've done is just start noticing like beautiful gifts in the world and 
I think it's like I had a really cool question, a cool thing with the girl that does my hair, Kara. She was telling me a story how she was like, I was just driving and I was just uh, observing. And then I saw a guy miss a bus. And I wouldn't have ever noticed if I was too busy about traffic or checking my phone or changing the song. I saw he missed the bus. And I felt this voice say, you have to pick him up. And she picked him up. And he was like, I have to go to the VA. I have to, I can't miss this appointment. Like a, you know, former military guy that just, it was this incredible story of who this guy was, ended up doing a bunch of work with, it, it was just powerful. And she, it was just that moment alone, that story was like, what are you missing by not looking? And then you start to say, oh, that's so funny. Look at that cute dog. Look at that fat corgi walking down the street. And you're like, <laughs> sorry, no, I didn't mean right now. But I started like, looking out the window. I yeah, was like, like what? you just start to see the little tiny joys in life. You start to see people singing in their car. You start to see people laughing with each other in their car. You start to understand that it's just like, it's a different life that you, it's a different world you live in when you don't, when you're not distracted with the things that you think matter, like texting your people, emailing back mm-hmm. um, at stoplights or, uh, you know. That's why I like riding my bike. Like when I ride my bike yeah. to work and stuff is like, oh, I never, I ride, I drive by this house every day. I never even noticed this house and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Take it in. Yeah. And you just, I, that's the thing that's sad. Cause, and I don't, instead of being like, you fucking dick, like, be more present, Emily. You're an asshole for just running through this world like like a hummingbird because that's what I know to do. Um, and then coming home at night and just being exhausted or, you know, those days, it's just take it puts more joy into life. So I will say that that's something that's been really cool. And I learned it through the goddess oracle cards that I have. There's a card that I keep pulling <laughs> that says be notice the gifts that life gives you. I'm like, oh, shit, there's a lot of gifts. I was going to ask you a question, but I feel like I already know the answer. Obviously, I do, but... Hit me. um, So, we just talked about being present in the future. So, when do you reflect? So, when do you think it's like... I'm going to ask you, like, twofold. Like, one, when should you just, like, reflect on life and the choice I've made? And then, like, also, when do you reflect on, like, a, a business? Like, I make a decision, bam... It was wrong. I'm switching directions. I move on. And then is that how it is? Just like bam, bam, bam. And then with the life thing, I feel like what you do is I already know because you'll just like deload your day to somebody. And is that kind of how you'll reflect sometimes? Like decompress and that's how you'll kind of reflect on your day and kind of take inventory a little bit or. What was the first question? (laughs) The first part was about. like just when do you I mean the the business side of it oh or the or the personal side so uh like when I'm reflecting on it to figure out what's the problem or like why it's not working no not necessarily the problem more like all right dude I messed up like how do you keep yourself from like maybe dwelling on that and just like bam moving on Mm -hmm. and like know that you're now moving in the right direction well, that's a good question. Um, I think that one thing I'm kind of like, I just don't even know where you would go with that because it, part of me is I, I've never. Sorry, I turned your noise off. 
mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Give an example of a time like you made a bad, like a bad decision, and then you were like, "All right, I encountered this decision. Now I'm gonna overcome it, and and now I know the right direction to go." Oh, with any company? I any mean, which com- company? I have almost I don't know. Have, um, you have to pick. Uh, da, 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 da. God, I feel like I should. I don't know. That's hard. I nailed it. I think it's like. Yeah, but how? Okay, did we you paused it and talked about it because I honestly. I, is it playing now? Yeah, we're recording because I just was. I had a brainstorm because I was like, I don't ever. I don't I even see if someone said what's an obstacle. It. Well, if someone said what's an obstacle. Yeah. I don't, you just don't have. You don't even think of them. No, I don't even. That was really hard. So um, there's obstacles every day. And I think that, that that's the thing is people see them as obstacles. They're, you just got to see them as. Oh, that's good. They're natural. They're literally. It's just like saying you're driving on a road and you're going to turn corners. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought you were going with pothole. Powells, Powells, that works too. <laughs> Whatever it is, there's it is. It's not an obstacle. It's you run over it, you get over it, and yeah. if it pops your tire, you change the tire. <laughs> there's no, I don't get Ooh. it. You know, so I think that's the thing. That is true. That Shift is your true. focus, change your focus, and so for me, when I he, we just talked about it, there's been so many problems. I mean, we'll start with the creation of the impact. You create a product. The only way to create a product is to get people to believe you. The only way to get people to believe you is to sew something and then take it to a designer and say, I promise you, I'm not full of shit. We can make something out of this. So you you have an idea in your head and you find the right person to sew it, which ended up being a lady out of Conifer who was Mennonite named Esther, who I love to death. We contacted only via email, no cell phone. It was a very interesting experience, but she was able to take something in my head and put it into textile. And it was ugly, but it worked because then I could take that. I wrote. I still have it. I still have it. I always will. I took that to a manufacturer, first manufacturer. They try to do their own thing and turned into something. I'm like, this is not it. This is so not it. So then I say, I, I need a des- designer. I need to make this good. So then you call designer one, designer two. They say, maybe, maybe. They don't take you seriously. They put you on the wait list. Oh, I forgot about that. And then you're just like, okay, well, how am I, who is the best? Find out who's the best. Figured out a connection through the gym. Who's a lawyer who found a patent lawyer. And then s- his name was Steve. And Steve found, sent me a list of five designers. And I said, okay, I'm going to contact them all. This is the one I want. I knew before I contacted them, that was the one I want. And he's amazing. He's in heck. He's called Paul from Hexhead, and you know him and his team. At the time, they took me on. They believed in me, and they, you know, it took a long time. It took three emails and took a, like some pushing and resistance. Uh, and I knew that they didn't really know what I was about, but they were willing to take it on. And then they took it on. And from what it, it's just incredible because it's, it takes belief in people. It takes you just being ridiculously stubborn and you just keep asking questions. You keep asking people and somebody's going to get it. But you also have to learn you can't just ask. It can't just be audible. It has to be tangible. And going to Esther and saying this is the thing that I need, make it for me so I don't come in empty-handed. That that was every, That's the difference. And then you look and you say, okay, <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're going to make these. We're going to launch it on Kickstarter. If we do make this Kickstarter, we're going to make more. 
and then you you we were funded in four hours so we were like oh my god this is happening we want this amount of people to get this product by june and then the numbers kept growing it went from 16,000 to 30,000 to 100,000 to 204,000 dollars which you know you just say okay there's only so you don't plan for that because you start with you need to order a material and if you order in small batches it becomes more and more expensive so uh <laughs> this is just the story of the impact so you just it's start a great to see story. i forgot most of this you start to see that your price point that you thought it was going to cost 45 dollars to make every bag all of a sudden is 99 dollars after it's all said and done and you charge the customer on Kickstarter $99. And so with all your effort, time, video, email management, that I was all I was doing all on my own. I didn't have anybody yeah. helping me at this point. No one. So I was running these two social accounts and it was insane. It was like, oh my God, I totally fucked that up. But you also don't care because you're yeah. putting a product into a world. You don't necessarily expect to make a profit. I just wanted them to have a product. And then you get the first 100 bags that they made because we funded 100 and we set in a first PO so that it wasn't too expensive because we still didn't know if it was going to actually work before the Kickstarter. We sent 100 and all of them, they only fit, um, they only fit three reservoirs. And I said, I, to I, told them, I told them they would fit four. And so... I mean, I remember it ended up being 250 MPACs that we ate the cost oh, of. Oh, that's why we have. Oh. And that's why we have those MPACs because they only fit two comfortably. Prototypes. Three is really risky and four, it doesn't work. And I remember people were saying, just, it's that fine. Let's so just change. Hard. Let's change the thing. The pattern's fine. The, the size is fine. We'll just change it um, on that Let's it'll only fit two or three. And I was like, fuck, no, we won't. There's no way. Uh, Hang on. There's no way. That integrity. That's crazy. So uh, it was in the video. It was in the script. I was never going to back down on it. And so it took extra time. And I ended up having to pay for 250. It ended up being, you know, so we definitely, it was a moment for me to understand how much goes into it and then you have to repattern it resample it reprototype it so that wasn't even like a choice for you you just like were like no at all that's not an, it's just that's insane how did you not agonize over that well you don't because you know at the end of the day it's like it's like my whole business rests on that i believe in the product as much as i want my client to and if i am half-assing this and this doesn't become something I'm obsessed with and there's something in the back of my mind that says I wish it had it was a little bit I wish it could fit four I wish the pattern didn't shrink in the process of this manufacturer then then I would never care about it as much as I do I would never have I mean I'm obsessed with it like you know me yeah I, I, I wear it everywhere my impact is I am so proud of it I am proud of the fact that when people tell me that backpack is beautiful. I say, thank you. I, did, I made it. Uh, that is something that is, I, I'm going to get why emotional you, about it. Why do you think you have, like, such attention to detail about, like, certain things, like, when it comes to, like, the impact or your products and all, all these other things, but then some parts of your life you're like, mm -hmm. you could give two shits about? 
Like you're just mm-hmm. like like this like, kitchen like, table. Yeah, or you know, like <laughs> Emily's like not the cleanest person always. You know, I have like piles. Or, or like piles of stuff. But then I like piles. When it comes to like certain <laughs> things, she's like, it's meticulous, and she has a vision, and you need to know what her vision is. Like you need to understand it, or. You, you're just not on board. You just need to get it the fuck off the ship. You know? <laughs> it's true. And like it's and then like if you and sometimes like if you don't understand, she like looks at you like and shakes her head. She's like, "What do you mean? How do you not understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not an alien. I don't know what you're saying." Dude. Everyone listening, I'm gonna video this face. Okay, it's like, ready? She goes, "What is that face?" This is like. <laughs> She goes, like, I'm like, she's talking to me now. I'm like, I clearly, I'm like deer in headlights. And then she's like, I mean, no, no. How do you not know what I'm saying? Like, nobody knows what you're saying, man. I like, know. Nobody does. And I'm no, getting better at it. I'm getting much better She just, at like, doesn't understand why you're not on, like, her her dog hearing frequency. Like, nobody knows what you're saying. I know. And I'm getting better at it because I, I get it. I'm trying. But I do think there's a capacity that my brain has that there's only so much detail I can I can focus on. and. So I, well, I guess I don't know. I, d- I didn't know that site existed until I created product because it's because I care about it so much. It's because it's my, to me, it's, um, it's literally a representation of me. So every bag of tea or the way it comes or the way that your the impact and the emails you get your impact when you order your impact, you get this beautiful new email series that shows you how to work out with it and how to use it. And it's, so much thought and effort went into it because I want you guys to experience what I feel. And that's hard because I, I, it's in my head. It's saying, take my baby and love it as much as I do. So then I just say, well, if I, you know, if, how can I get you to see this in the way I see it? And the only way that can be is if it's, if it's perfect. And that's a flaw I think sometimes of perfectionism, but it's also a huge benefit. So is that like something that you do you think you maybe struggle with that when you're like managing people or like <laughs> oh I'm not just talking about me but I'm just like saying like in general do you think that's hard like if they don't necessarily like they're passionate about it but like they're just like not on your level is that sometimes like a hard disconnect for you or like the where they're just not like how could you not just be about this 100 800%? Well, I'm I'm lucky that my team is about it 108%. And that's what I will for I mean, my first, which is Blake, my video guy, you, Kat, Katie, Christine, Aubrey, um Kathleen, I Brittany, Sarah, Lorraine. I mean, even my like Ryan who does all my designs and Laura who does emails and Lisa who helps with MPAC newsletters and the people from my website, Brad and Danny. I mean, that's, these are my people that they believe in me and I feel their belief in an intangible way, like, or in a tangible way. So I know that they have my back. I know you people, they, they believe in it so strongly. Like for example, today, when I'm just like, all right, this is our fifth meeting for 2009 and we are, or 2019. And okay, I don't feel super excited about this. 
I don't like when I don't feel super excited about things because that means it's not a good idea. And that's not the case. It just means I'm tired and I'm fucking human. And you know who carried me through that? The people on my team. The people that said, no, that's incredible. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is going to be insane. Uh, Do you even realize how successful that's going to be? That carries me in a way that they will never understand. So those people have to be around me. And if they aren't that person, and I know it before we even have a conversation, because you know I'm super yeah. witchy like that, then they, they're not a part of the team. And that's okay. They're, they weren't meant to be a part of the team, and they'll find something else. But as the team grows, that's who I look for. I look more for the people that make yeah, me how feel. how do you surround – so I know that, that I want to segue into that. So, like, how do you pick – how do you decide to pick – the people that are going to work for you, be around you. I know you do the Enneagram and things like that, but like what certain qualities do you look for? Um, yeah. How do you do that? Well, when it comes to, I mean, you can get really practical. So like when it comes to just in general, it's just by feel. It's how they make me feel and how we are around each other, right? So um, if, for example, when we're picking trainers for the gym, that was a big deal. Yeah. And if we thought about it too much, saying these are the people that are going to represent us and allow us to not have to be at the gym 24 7, because it's open 24 <laughs> 7, it's saying, you know, how do you find those people? Because those people represent you. And we don't know. We have been out of this industry. We don't want CrossFit coaches. Not that we don't want CrossFit coaches that have converted, but this isn't a CrossFit gym. They need to understand strength training that's not taught in a CrossFit level one or level two. So how do we find those people that have the background that we need, but also bring the energy that we need? And we just, I mean, I remember being at Colorado Athletic Club and as soon as I know, I know. Dr. Lauren was one of those people. As soon as I got introduced to her, had one conversation with her, I knew she'd be my best friend. Yeah. So it's just, you just kind of know. And so when it comes to social, if you guys are interested in business, the only people that I will hire for social media are campaigners, ENFPs. Oh, that would say, yeah. yeah. I think it's P. I can't remember. Whatever campaigner is, 16personalities.com. Uh, because that's one, it's it's who I am. It's I love doing it. You're an extrovert. You feed off of it. It doesn't become a burden that showcases is it's it kind of translates into your work regardless of who you are that's just how it is and also i needed you to see my vision but have enough in you to be able to make it yours to not rely on me every day for posts and another shout out to Aubrey Brittany and to Kathleen i mean those are the people that run my social media so i run Emily Schramm and platform strength But I'm starting to slack on platform strength, which means it's time for me to hand it off. I'm not quite ready for that. I'll take it over. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. You guys, my Instagram game is strong. He's getting better. Your Instagram story game is strong. It's strong. Your posts posts leave something to be desired. (laughs) (laughs) But for the most part, I mean, they just, they're all campaigner. They fucking crush it. They mm-hmm. just do. And I'm, I mean, I, it's a tough battle to give control to help showcase your vision, but we figure out a, figured out a system that works and it works really well. You know, when yeah. it, you know, it works well. 
Yeah, no. When people ask you, by the way, Brittany, Aubrey, and Kathleen, when people ask you, um, they say, who does your marketing? Who did you outsource for your marketing? I said, it's all in-house. Yeah. And you're just, you know your people got it. They just get it. That's think, pretty cool. Uh, So I just, like, have a lot of friends that are really high up in big box fitness and mm-hmm. all those things. And they've asked me the same, like, th- same thing about, like, marketing. Like, what are you guys doing for marketing? And I'll already, like, list, like, oh, we're doing this with our, our social media. We're doing this as far as, like, just – referrals community outreach you know what we're doing like business and they're like well it sounds like you got it covered you were like we're doing newsletters we're doing these things with that emily just automatically implemented right away and these are people that they've had to adapt to new styles and like what people are doing now and they i'm like well we're already there we're already ahead of it because yeah. she's got that passion in that tunnel that, that tunnel. campfire at Give the me end. Some heat. <laughs> um we didn't even get we were already like so we've done the long podcast so we're gonna do one more before the end of the year uh q a i am turning 30 on the 23rd and so next week i will be off for christmas unless i can figure out how to get this into my bag and if so i will totally take my podcast to nicaragua but i'm heading to nicaragua for eight days I can't even wait Bradford's taking me for birthday and Christmas and so I can't wait for impact workouts on the beach and I think that's all I got I mean come visit me once the new year is done if you're in Denver platform strength obviously we got a newsletter (laughs) so uh please come see us and I just I'm really grateful for you and happy Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, especially to all my birthday Christmassy people out there, Sagittarius Capricorns. I feel like there's a lot of you because we're kindred spirits. So if it's your birthday as well, I'm sending you all the birthday love. And Wade, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thanks for having me. Thanks. that the, I mean, obviously, I wanted you too, but the Empowered Group, they were like, okay. Thanks for Empowered Let's group. hop on a, we'll do a Facebook Live, actually. We'll, we'll tell them a good hello for Tea Time Tuesday. All right. Yeah. Oh, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Let's do a yeah, quick yeah. Tea Time Tuesday. If you guys don't know this, go join my Facebook group. Find the link in my bio. Instagram is Emily Schramm. You guys are amazing. Happy holidays. Bye.